Welcome to PTBC Podcast, where we will be speaking about innovation, technology, growing your business, and maximizing your entrepreneurial potential. Let's get down to business. Hey guys, welcome back to the PTBC Podcast. My name is Justin, and we're actually doing a special thing today. So I'm going to be actually solo hosting, and Kelly's here. Hi. She's actually in here in person because in real life in real life first time you're supposed to meet up or have this that you were stuck in traffic and then we couldn't, we couldn't do that podcast and then second time my internet cut out like almost yeah. at the end at the, yeah the darn uh, wi-fi yeah so kelly is a mcmaster graduate in physiotherapy she graduated in 2016 she is an entrepreneur mm-hmm. a public health physio a movement advocate and a speaker so i'm excited to have you here today Thank you. Thank you for having me, <laughs> Dustin. Um, yeah, so tell us more about your journey into physiotherapy and how you got to where you are today. My journey into physiotherapy started at the age of eight. Um, I played competitive soccer, and just like most female athletes, um, I injured my knee. Mm-hmm. And I can remember it vividly. I was around eight or nine and my dad had to drive the van onto the soccer field and bring me to the emergency room. And it was then that I uh, started physio and guess just got exposed to what physio was um, from the patient side of things. And from there, you know, always was fairly active and involved in competitive sports growing up, um, kept getting injured. <laughs> so kept going to physio. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I always wanted, always saw myself, I always envisioned myself um, growing up and being um, on the other side. So being, being a therapist and working with the um, work, working with athletes and um, an athletic population. Mm -hmm. And so um, went, went to Western, uh, graduated, took some time off just to get some clinical experience and then started at um, McMaster Physio. And here I am today. So you you started your clinic, own clinic, in 2017, correct? Uh, beginning or, of 2018. 2018. What spurred you to decide to start out on your own journey after only about over one year or mm-hmm. one or two years into practice? Uh, I think the big thing for me was my first uh, year out of school in the real world. I kind of bounced around from clinic to clinic because I felt like I really couldn't find uh, a place that really fit with, with how I like to practice and, um, and just felt, you know, felt like it a perfect fit for me. Um, so I really struggled with that for, you know, the first like six to eight months, Mm -hmm. um, out of school. Um, I think that I, I don't know if I was, what I was envisioning for, for, you know, how it felt to be a physio was just different than what reality was. Yeah. Um, but you know, there were, I would work at a clinic and you know, there were some things I liked and some things I didn't like, and it just didn't feel like it meshed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it got to a point where I was like, well, why, why do I have to keep trying to jump from place to place to place, yeah. trying to find something that fits for, you know, for, for what I would like, when I can just kind of create my own space and practice the way that I want and run things the way that I want. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that kind of sparked the idea of, well, why don't I just kind of go and do my own thing? Mm. Uh, I understand that your clinic is in located in Stouffville. 
Yes, I'm and, up in Stouffville. <laughs> and you got your your clinic has moved for like physio. Yes. Can you tell me more about why you decided to um, start it and open up in Stouffville and the reason or the, the rationale behind your name? Yeah, so I chose Stouffville because um, I grew up in Richmond Hill and Stouffville was kind of a, a stone a stone throws away from there. Um, and when I was doing my market research, there there really wasn't um, a lot of pelvic floor physiotherapy in that part um, of Ontario. So I thought that that was definitely um, a niche um, and a need in that in that area. I chose I so move for life. It really, you know, I that 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 phrase or that that name really resonates with me because, um, in my physiotherapy journey so far, I've come a lot across a lot of people who have been have given them have been received the message from a variety of people kind of along their journey to not move, uh, or they've developed a fear of movement, or they've been told don't move in this way. And I felt like I, I almost practiced very differently from, from some of those other individuals that they may have countered along their journey mm -hmm. in the sense that my goal was to really just get them to move and get them to, to move in a way that felt good, in a way that, um, you know, felt good for their bodies and, and in a way that, you know, um, you know helped to treat their pain in a, and in a way that was um, empowering. And so... Um, again, I, I kind of come from a pelvic health world and, you know, there's a lot of women out there who are struggling with various pelvic floor dysfunctions, whether it's incontinence or prolapse or pelvic pain, and they stop moving because of their pelvic floor symptoms. Yeah. And so, you know, part of really where I'm passionate about is, is recognizing that, yes, you have these pelvic floor um, symptoms let's treat that and let's get you moving because we know that if someone is moving then they're going to um, be healthier and that's going to really contribute to prevention of all these other things mm -hmm. um, down the road mm -hmm. um, so that's where um, that's why I uh, I really I really stuck to the name or the the phrase move for life yeah I really really resonate with I guess that concept because at the core of what we do, like everything that we do in treatment is to help facilitate movement. It's to somehow, whether that you do manual therapy, acupuncture, soft tissue release, cupping, whatever you do, that's is for, at least in my opinion, is to get someone back to moving, right? Because we know movement is medicine, exercise is medicine, right? And that helps and that has been scientifically proven through research to help address so many different injuries, address all these diseases. Yeah, absolutely. I am um, very similarly. I did a course with uh, Anthony Lowe. He's a physiotherapist out of Australia. Uh, he works a lot with um, CrossFit athletes and his message is really like as physiotherapists, we need to stop scaring people um, when it comes to movement. We have to stop telling people not to move and making people feel fearful about movement because we are really, it's we're doing that those individuals uh, in injustice when mm -hmm. we tell them when we scare them for sure. um, to not move so many people especially with lower back pain you know like human i've been having this for so long like my doctor or someone told them that they can't move in a certain direction right and yes. so when you don't move in a certain direction like you 
for so long a period of time, you lose the ability to move in yeah, that direction, right? And sure. you need to be able to move through all types of decisions through life. So um, that's something that I really try to preach with my clients. So in terms of starting your clinic, what are the steps to um, open up a clinic on your own? Um, I think the steps are really like kind of narrowing down a geographical location, yeah. I think is, um, uh, is a step. So, you know, doing your market research and taking a look at where, where do you want to start your practice and what's, what's out there? Um, how can you differentiate yourself and, and, you know, how do you, how do you, does it make sense for you to to open up there, right? Mm -hmm. Or to start uh, servicing that community, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a, an important step. Um, I think the second important step is kind of the how, right? So is it a home-based practice that you're looking to do? Are you looking to do a mobile practice? Do you want a physical location? Are you going to partner um, with other people? Are you going to go solo? Uh, so I think those are all really important questions to ask mm -hmm. or to consider. Um, and I think the third real, the third and probably the most important one is to really kind of establish why you want to do that. I think a lot of people, it sounds nice to start your own practice, yeah. but I think a lot of people underestimate maybe the work that's involved, um, the commitment, the sacrifice, just the, you know, the, the, the mental persistence that it requires mm -hmm. um so really having a good definite reason as to why you want that mm -hmm. uh, i think is is really important because it's going to be something that you're you're going to have to fall back on yeah <laughs> when the times get tough for sure yeah a lot of people i talk to want to eventually open up their own clinics right and for me it's like after being on this podcast with the ptbc crew and learning from all these successful entrepreneurs successful clinic owners i realize how little i know about like just the business aspects and like you know starting something from the ground up yeah for sure there's there's a lot to learn. Um, yeah. I actually have never taken a business course. <laughs> I don't even think I did grade nine business where they teach you how to use Excel. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a lot of my learning has just come from doing um, and really, you know, being open to being open to learning yeah. and, you know, connecting with people who have kind of walked the walk already. Yeah. Um, so reaching out to people who've already um, opened clinics, which is something that I, you know, you guys, you guys are already doing, um, and you know, uh, networking has been really a, a really great way of, of learning because I've connected with a lot of people that are not necessarily in physiotherapy, but they have experience with helping small businesses yep. from a legal, from an accounting, from a marketing, um, perspective. And so, um, they were, you know, I found people are always really, really um, helpful and, and willing to, to sit down with you and, and, and have a chat and, you know, help you along the way because they want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something like mentorship is something that I found is so important, especially mm -hmm. in our profession, like being able to learn someone that's gone through the path before you and has like uh, has made mistakes, has learned, you know, tidbits along the way and being able to share that value information with you that could help save you so much time, yes. like with the process, right? Especially someone that's opened up their clinic and like, has done like this marketing and that's failed or like has done this and like learned a different way of doing a better way to do it. And like mm -hmm. just being able to share that experience with you, it's, I think that's so valuable. It's so important that 
that's why we started the podcast in the first place, just to kind of get that knowledge translate translation from the experts or the people that have done it, have done it successfully, take that and share with all the people that are listening with us. For sure. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> going into the next question, in terms of finances, what did you have to consider prior to opening up your own practice, whether that be like, you know, overhead costs? Yeah, so it's <laughs> a great question. Uh, I found, I actually reached out to the York Region Small Business Enterprise Center. Uh, they were really helpful. So if you live in York Region, you can always reach out and you can do free one-on-one consultations with them. They also have group sessions. Um, so that was really helpful for just learning. Again, I hadn't taken a business course, so uh, that was a really good way for me to just learn. Yeah. Um, and just learning the difference between a business loan versus a personal line of credit versus um, grants versus um, other different types of um, professional loans and and really kind of brainstorming how to generate the capital required to um, invest in in my practice and um, and for me you know I actually started out doing home visits initially uh, because it was a way that I could start getting my name out there, uh, getting some exposure, and start treating and servicing my um, my geographical area mm-hmm. uh, in a way that I didn't have a lot of overhead. And then from there, um, I really I lucked out <laughs> and found a great office space that worked um, for me as, as sort of a starting unit. So being kind of new to Stouffville and having starting a pelvic health physio practice there, how were you able to, or what type of strategy you used to help build your brand in that area and help to build your caseload? Go out and talk to people. <laughs> so uh, if you are an introvert, yes, um, you're <laughs> going to have to learn how to get out there and uh, talk to people because you can be the best physio in the world. But if no one knows that you exist, then it's kind of hard to help people. So, um, you know, getting out into the community and, and just, just talking to people, you know, you never know where your referrals are going to come from. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually get more referrals, um, not from, I would say traditional uh, streams. Uh, I get them more from just people that I've connected yes, to yes. going to, you know, networking lunches, going to um, community events, going to trade shows, um, you know, contacting other allied health professionals in the community and just, you know, meeting them for coffee and just, you know, saying, you know, this is what I do, you know, um, uh, what do you do and how can I support your practice mm-hmm. and how can we grow together? Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday I was at a meetup, a clinic owner meetup with the founders of Mao Detox. So mm-hmm. Scott Marcascio, Ben Pham, and then Nick Lowe, who's the CEO of Mao Detox. Basically they were talking about, you know, how to build your brand in, uh, how to build your clinic. And one of the big, biggest things they mentioned was just building a community and getting, especially in the community you're in, like, I think someone asked the question of like, you know, how do, how do they fill up their caseload in that area? And Scott, he was like, have you talked to all the business owners in your community yet? And the guy was like, no. And he's like, that's what you need to do. You have to build relationships with all these different business owners and you have to be able to like add value to them in some type of way and kind of share what you're all about. Right. 
And so what Vinny did when he started was literally in his, in that community that he was in, he would go to up to all these business owners. He'd literally be like, Hey, like first session is on me. First treatment is on like first treatment session is on me. And they would come in and they see what the clinic's all about yeah. and he would treat them for a first session. And then they go through the whole, the mild detox experience. And then from there, they, he'd be able to build that relationship. And then that connection that lasts because once someone goes through the experience and they're like, they have a good experience, you obviously have to have the skills and be a relatively decent therapist. But once they go through that experience, then they'll talk, start to tell their friends, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really what is the biggest driver of referrals, right? Is that word of mouth. And yes. like, if yes. someone has a good experience, they will share with their friends. And that's really from what I've learned and from what a lot of the experts say is how you start to generate business. Yes, definitely. Like building relationships, I think is huge. Word of mouth um, is huge. Um, it was actually funny. My first ever client that I had um, for just myself was actually through Google, which is really encouraging because mm -hmm. it showed me that, um, you know, I actually did my market research yeah, correctly. Yeah. And, and I'm actually in an area where, where the service I am providing is actually something that's, that's needed. Um, but you know, once, once you, if you're, if you're good and, you you go the extra mile for for your clients yeah. um they they do they see that and they appreciate that and they they will they will they want to see you you succeed as well so they will 100%. they will absolutely refer 100 i was actually listening to a podcast it's called the pt entrepreneur podcast uh, with danny mata he was saying he was talking about just the importance of building relationships in business and he, he said that the people that are able to develop and create relationships are the best able to build relationships with other people are often the most successful in business mm -hmm. and coming from a background that i knew nothing about business and i just knew like science right i never really that never really stuck with me i never really understood that and as i start to talk to more clinic owners as i start to start to talk to more entrepreneurs and just people that have got, have that experience and are in the business i realized how important relationship building is and just building your network and building making connections is right i uh, as an introvert that's something that i definitely need to um kind of improve on and work on so what's the famous quote your network is your, your, your net, net worth, worth yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question for you kelly is yeah. After all your experience now, since you graduated physio in 2016, this is 2019, looking back, what's that one piece of advice you would give yourself when you just graduated PT school about the business, about anything? Wow. I would have to say trust yourself. I think that any entrepreneurial endeavor is comes with, I think everyone goes through it where you start maybe start to doubt yourself a little bit you maybe doubt you know uh can i actually do this um is this worth it am i doing the right thing um i think that's those are all probably thoughts that pop into many many people's minds yeah. um regardless of what the um entrepreneurial endeavor that they're they're going for mm -hmm. um but i think that trusting yourself and knowing that no matter the, the the thing in front of you you will find a way around it through it you'll just find a way to get rid of it mm -hmm. jump over it yeah. whatever it is yeah. um i think that's that's probably 
the biggest thing. And I think that that takes a little bit of work in terms of self-development um, to to get to a point where you you feel like you can trust yourself like that. Mm-hmm. That's I t- totally agree with that. Just trusting yourself and knowing that you might not have all the answers right now, but you'll figure it out on, out along the way, yes. right? And especially when I started my Instagram page or our Instagram page AOM, um, I really I wanted to start it back in I think it was the beginning of 2017, right? But it literally took me six months to actually start putting out content, right? And it was right. for us, it was the biggest barrier was just starting, right? Like I was like, okay, I want everything to be perfect. I wasn't like, I want like, because you're putting yourself out there, right? It's, you have to realize that you, you can't ever start some, you can't ever start something and it'll be perfect. You have to learn along the way. You have to start okay. like, you, the, yeah, the biggest thing is just starting, right? And you just have to trust yourself and trust that you'll learn from you'll your figure mistakes, it yeah. figure it out, you know? So having said that, is there anything that you would have changed knowing what you know now about like starting your clinic, whether that be like trying to open up with someone else or doing approaching the business in a different way? I think that everything that's happened thus far happened, happened <laughs> because it was supposed to happen. Yeah. And I doesn't doesn't mean it was perfect. Yeah. Um, there definitely have been things that I, you know, I, I look back and say, okay, you know, that 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 didn't really go as planned, yeah. but you know this is what I learned from that. So really, you know, if I hadn't if I hadn't done if I hadn't done, done it, it that way, yeah. I wouldn't have learned that lesson. So mm-hmm. I I really believe that you know the way that things happen are are um, happen for a reason, for a reason yeah. and and you learn and you grow from it. Yep. Um, with that being said, I think like I'm I've learned to to really kind of keep an open mind when it comes to what my business and what my professional career is going to look like in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean I don't have a plan, but I am absolutely open to, to things that, um, or opportunities that, that come into mm-hmm. my life. Um, because that's how we grow. Yeah, I totally agree. So now we go to the point of the podcast where we talk about books. Books. So Kelly, what's the one book that you've read? that's really helped you on the business side of physio or just opening your practice or just mindset in general? My one book that I absolutely recommend to everyone who you have not read it, <laughs> just as giggling because he already knows me, <laughs> um, is by Napoleon Hill. Uh, it's Think and Grow Rich. Uh, I think it's a book that everyone needs to read on an annual basis. It has been transformational. Uh, in the sense that it's totally changed the way that I think. Uh, it's changed the way that I, you know, talk to other people, just the way that I approach my my life, my personal life, my professional life, um, and how I see how I see things in the future. So what's the one biggest mindset change for you after reading that book? The one, I guess the one biggest thing, and every time I read, uh, a chapter or every time I read a different section of the book or every yeah. time I read the book, yeah. um, I, I feel like I'm reading it from a different lens because I'm a whole new person mm-hmm. when I'm reading it. Yeah. Um, but the one, the one thing that really that resonates with me right now is the real, like the real gift yeah. um, is the person you become on your way to achieving that goal. Right. So what that means is, you know, if your goal is, 
you know, I want to have five different clinic locations and I want to, you know, have a massive empire. The, the true reward for that is the person that you have to become to have to achieve all of that from, from, and so it's really, it's really taking a look, you know, inside, um, towards inside yourself and, and recognizing that, you know, as you go through your own entrepreneurial journey, like mm-hmm. you're changing, you're growing and, um, you know, you, you cannot ask and want, you know, that big five clinic empire if you do not grow as an individual. So that's the biggest, the, my, the biggest takeaway right now. <laughs> um, it's going to change the next yeah. time I read the book, yeah. but I know a hundred percent agree. Like, I feel like for most, for a lot of people, especially myself, like I'm, guilty of this so many times before is that when you have a goal right you're so focused on like hey i want this goal like you know like i want like i just want to be there right and you're so focused on the end goal that you start to you don't value the journey and you don't value the becoming the journey the process of getting to your goal and becoming better and growing in that aspect right because you really have to go through the struggle the adversity to get to your goal right and if you don't go through that, then the goal is like pointless, right? I mean, the goal, the, like, then the goal wouldn't be a goal because then it'd be so easy, right? So it's the process of attaining the goal to, and going through the journey. That's really the most valuable piece in my in my mind. Absolutely. So what's what's next for you, Kelly? Like, what's <laughs> what? Where do you see yourself? What's where do you see yourself with Mood for Life Physio? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Whether that you know be in a clinic or on just more on an entrepreneurial level. Wow. Um where do I see myself in five years? <laughs> this is like an interview question. I know it's a great interview question. It's uh, as much as you, um, I think that I, again, like I'm super open to just what life is going to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to grow my practice and create a space where people can really um, learn to move for life in in all sense of what that means to me mm-hmm. um, so from a physical uh, spiritual emotional um, mental space yeah. um, where you know where we're really and I think people are really kind of embracing this you know a holistic perspective but you know really bridging the gap between rehab and function and bridging the gap between um you know a medical view of of treatment to to really you know looking at the lens of what that person's life looks like mm-hmm. um and and being able to provide care along the full spectrum so from so for me right you know someone's coming to me with a pelvic floor concern you know, being able to, but they're, you know, for example, they're, um, a power, a competitive power lifter, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to provide treatment for that individual yeah. from, from their time of quote unquote diagnosis yeah. up until, you know, actually training for competition. Um, and it, it that's kind of hard to do in, in some clinic settings right now. I find that they're very medicalized. So being able to provide a space where I have the freedom to, to do that, um, I think is, I think it's important. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot of people need that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, learning and just experimenting with 
how do you how do you now scale that right so how do you now go from a physical like location um and and how do you scale that so that you can give value and offer service to to people just not in your geographical location but all over the world um and now that you know with obviously with technology we we have more you know, we're, we're able to do that. We're, we're capable of doing that. So mm-hmm. we're really kind of exploring the online space. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, exactly what that's going to look like, <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, but who knows? That was a great answer. I mean, with the way technology is advancing now, like it's, I feel like healthcare is kind of behind, or at least our physio profession is, or rehab profession is kind of behind in that yes. aspect, just, just learning how to leverage technology and yeah. like using it in a way to help improve the way we deliver care right absolutely yeah so, i think i think our one-on-one model is is it's great yeah. but um you know i think that we're definitely going to need to to reevaluate how we can be efficient and providing the best care to the the highest number of people we can um so kelly for our listeners out there yes where can they find you on social media or on just on the webs on the webs, <laughs> uh, so on social media. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I am Kelly A. Leong, and um, and Move for Life Physio, okay. and they can find me online at www.moveforlifephysio.com. Okay. So for Kelly, how do you spell your last name? Oh, how do I spell my last name? It's a tricky <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> so it's Kelly K E L L Y A, and then L E O N G. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Do you have any uh, more comments or anything you'd like to let our audience know? Um, I think you guys are doing an amazing job. I think you guys are providing a lot of great content and great information for for people out there. I think there's a lot of uh, young, new physios that are graduating that are, you know, kind of embracing entrepreneurship. And I think that everyone um, has it in them to be an entrepreneur, um, whether that's starting your own clinic, whether it's seeing your own patients on the side, whether it's treating out of your home, whether it's creating your own Instagram account. Uh, I think I think the newer physios are really um, embracing a different way of practicing, and I think it is changing the landscape of what physio is going to look like within the next ten, 10 to twenty years. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Perfect. All right. Well, it was great having you on the podcast, Kelly. Thank you for having me, Justin. All right. Take care. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the PTBC podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. Please check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at our website, ptbusinesscorner.com. Feel free to send us a message on social media or email us at info at ptbusinesscorner.com. See you next time.